Welcome to the Pretty Little Leader Podcast, the podcast that provides women with actionable strategies to navigate the jungle of corporate America while ensuring that our personal lives don't get lost in the shuffle. The goal of the Pretty Little Leader Podcast is to help us ladies anticipate the gender and racial gaps in our careers and realize how to use our most powerful weapon, which is our emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Ebony Wiley, wife, mom of three, career coach, and past executive at one of America's most admired companies. I want you to think about Pretty Little Leader like a fireside chat with your girlfriends. In this episode, we are going to talk about a concept that has been a repeating topic that I've been speaking on to multiple groups. I I spoke to the IEEE Portugal group, as well as a engineering group here in out of North Carolina. I spoke to a women's empowerment group out of Dallas, Texas, and it's the same concept. It's the same topic. It's no like and trust. And you know, this is not those three words are pretty popular, right, in the English language. So it's not like woo, this huge revolution or revelation, I should say. But it's the fact is, you know, people promote or do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And as a matter of fact, I I wrote an article about this for Thrive Global, and I'll put it in the show notes. But, you know, during any discussion on performance and talent in organizations, during the discussion of who to hire on as a contractor to do a project, the ability to get a job done is a mere detail. It's like the assumption. You know, when you graduate from college, most of the time, you know, companies don't ask you for your transcript to to verify that you actually graduated, right? It's kind of an assumption. And it's the same thing here. In the world of business, can you do the job is like the lowest of the low concepts that are talked about. It really is all about, do people know you? Do they like you? And do they trust you? I was talking to a women's group out of an engineering group out of North Carolina. And what I told them is, I want you to envision that we're going to a Broadway show, right? And I say, hey, you know, let's go to the show. I have general admission tickets. You go, okay. But then my friend says, oh, well, I have VIP tickets. And that includes, you know, a dinner buffet. You get to meet the actress, actors and actresses after the show. You know, it just kind of goes on and on. Clearly, you're going to go with my girlfriend who has the VIP tickets because she has better access and more amenities because of her status, right? So how does that transfer to the world of business? We're going to talk about it from a career standpoint. When people, when your name comes up, and in this example, and in my article, I use Renee. You know, when Renee's name comes up for a promotion or for a raise or, you know, for anything, there are three categories of people that are sitting there, or actually four. There is a person who's going to say, I don't know her. So they don't have an opinion. Then they're going to be a person who says, I know Renee. 
Now, that's not that they know Renee's life story. They know all about her family dynamics. They know about, you know, the fact she's a, a Zumba instructor. No, no. But they are comfortable by saying, I know her. I've Maybe I've worked with Renee on a project before. Then there is the people that say, I like Renee. You know, I work with Renee on this project or Renee and her kids and I, and my kids go to school together and, you know, I like her. I think she is great. You know, she is really funny. I don't know if you guys have heard her cracking jokes, you know, um, you know, that kind of thing. People say, I know I like her, right? Because in order to be able to say you like somebody, you have to know them. Then there's the person that says, hey, I think Renee is the right person for the job. She can blow this out the park. And even if this is something new for her, I believe and I trust that she is able to figure it out. When we talk about who gets opportunities, all of us can think back or even look around our current teams that we work on. And we would say, That person doesn't have a clue, yet they have gotten an opportunity. They have gotten a promotion. They get all the things. I, If you saw me in person, I would be raising right now two hands to say, I know tons of guys that have gotten opportunities that are freaking clueless. But why do they get those opportunities? It's because the decision makers feel like they know them, they like them, and they trust them. Regardless if they're capable, regardless if they're the best person for the job or have the most experience, regardless of all those things, regardless if they have a reputation of only hiring people that look like them, it doesn't matter. The decision makers with an S trust them and they will make every excuse, everything line up for that person to get that opportunity. Ladies, the reality is a lot of our managers or a lot of people in a lot of leaders are afraid that diverse colleagues and team members, especially us as women, can't handle the pressure or will potentially question managers' decisions or strategies. And they are used to people Yes, men, right? Yes, that's great. Mm -hmm, Yeah, we'll get it done. Yeah, we're going to achieve that goal, even when the goal may be, you know, unattainable or may be outside of the current team's capabilities. Leaders don't like to be questioned and they don't like a divergent opinion or approach. We have to understand that people who have the trust of leaders, their path is a little bit easier than ours. That's the facts. Typically, dissenting can only be tolerated from those who are the most trusted. No like and trust is the language of business, the reason why deals are done on golf courses, at dinner tables, with beer jugs or beer mugs in in the hand. It is the reason why decisions are made prior to coming to meetings. And then you and your teammates that are not in the circle of trust 
feel like, where did that come from? And that doesn't make sense. It is because the leader has a group of people that they trust and they agree that this is the right approach. And, you know, there's this movie, I'm sure some of us may have seen this called um, The Falkers. And in that movie, uh, Robert, I believe it's Robert De Niro, he plays the dad and he has military background, a military background. And he considers his family, his wife, his children, and maybe a few more people in the circle of trust. And he uses that term against his potential potential future son-in-law. Well, in the circle of trust. And he uses that to, to let that guy know, hey, you are not in the circle of trust and we make the decisions that sets the strategy and the path for our family. You are just the recipient of what we decide. And to be very candid with you, that's exactly what normally happens in most of these corporations, whether they we're talking talent or we're talking contractors. It's a circle of trust of people who make the decisions about who gets promoted, who gets the opportunity, who gets the contract, how that person is doing with that said opportunity or contract. I implore you to think long and hard about this. Know who knows you in the organization, who likes you. And I'm I'm not saying they have to be your best friend. I'm saying who likes you as far as, hey, Ebony is relatable. Ebony is, you know, is a human outside of the office. Who trusts you? Who is going to say, hey, without question, Ebony's the right person? Or if Ebony says that this is not the right approach, or if, so- if Renee says it's not there, or whatever your name is, however you are known in the organization, if it's your company, hey, the Sam's Law Group. If they speak up and say this is not the right approach, they are, I trust their decisions. Who are these people? And if you do this with an open mind and not do it from a, oh, they don't like me because I'm a woman. They don't like me because I'm Hispanic. They don't like me because I'm this. They don't, no, do it from a place of openness. Who knows you, who likes you, and who trusts you? You know, a simple meal or a conversation before the meeting, it just makes people feel comfortable. So let's talk about that. I have received feedback over my career about people being comfortable or me being likable. And I'll be honest with you. When I first heard someone say, you know, the likability factor, it pissed me off. It made me so mad because I didn't feel like it was my job. I didn't go to college and I don't have a master's degree for you, for me to figure out how to make you like me. That was my initial feedback because I wasn't in tune to what they were saying to me. But here's what they actually were saying to me is that Ebony, people have to not like you as everything about you and want to hang out with you outside of work. But there is a level of camaraderie, a level of personability that people need to to see from you and to see from, from leaders because, frankly, 
You don't want people to use that as an excuse as to why you're not getting a promotion. Because what they will sometimes do is say, well, I'm not sure that Judy is going to fit the culture here. I'm not sure that the team is ready for a manager or leader like Simone, right? Who, whatever. And it's what they're really saying is, I'm not sure how the dynamic and how, you know, is she going to be able to have conversation with them? Or is it just going to be, you know, kind of awkward? So I'm not ready to put my people in that type of environment. Now, to be very clear, for the people who know me, they understand that that's not me turning into, you know, changing my English and, you know, doing the things that looks like a leader. The way I utilize that feedback, which was extremely valuable, is that people have to know that I am not like Attila the Hunt. I'm not like beating people up. I'm, you know, that I actually do like, you know, at the time I had a motorcycle, you know, at the time, you know, I think I had just I had just, I think I was coaching or something, some type of sport with one of the kids, right? So it's just like that, making sure people know that you are a human, not to turn on, you know, oh, I got to get my nails done every week, or I got to make sure I have my lipstick and eyeliner to a T, not like likable, like you want them to be your girl or your, or make them feel like, you know, you are so amazing, but more like, you're a human being. One of the things that actually fared well for me is to crack jokes, to utilize things that, like to say the obvious. In my last episode, I believe I talked about husband ears. So I would say that, like, are you putting your husband ears on? Because I know I just said that to you, right? And people would laugh like, oh, you know what? My wife says the same thing about me, right? Or I would say, okay, I know I'm the only lady at the, lady at the table, but you guys need to start acting like, you know, better manners or, you know, just kind of things that made people go, oh, well, she's really not that bad. So that when I did have to come with that iron fist on a concept, that it wasn't, hey, every time she's on our team, you know, it's awkward. She's forceful. She this, you know, it was like, hey, man, you know what? Yep, she's right. Or, hey, you know what? We got to clean our acts up, right? So you have to find your way. But the reality is this is something they're not teaching at universities, right? And to be fair, in the African-American community, who gives a crap if someone likes you? We are taught to get it done, to be the best, to do you know all the things right, to make good decisions. But the reality is that is all great, right? However, it's literally who knows you, who likes you, and who trusts you. Even down to getting a scholarship. You know, the the world of scholarships have changed, right? I went to college more than 20 years ago. Um, so it's just different. You know, I was talking to a, a college coach um, and one of the things that she said was, I'm really interested in who can fit in the culture of my team, right? There's thousands 
probably millions of options that I have to bring people onto my team. But what I'm really interested in is how will they fit within the ecosystem that I've created? So think about that. She was saying, hey, I can get talent a dime a dozen. No problem. But how is that person going to mesh with everyone else? Not that she was saying, hey, I want that person to come in, you know, offering to buy everybody's, you know, extra pair of socks or offering to buy people dinner to be likable, but just how do they fit? And that is something that you have control over is how do you fit? Are people comfortable talking about something besides the project or the goal at hand with you? Or are you making people, are you just your, like your presence, are you making or making it awkward for people to get to know you a little bit, to be able to develop those rapports and to be able honestly to have that relationship capital when things don't go your way or things need to be changed. If there was one wish that I had is that they would teach this in undergrads across the globe. They would talk about this more often, but this is something that we, from a woman's perspective, don't normally talk about. So anyways, know, like, and trust. If you're interested, my article on uh, Thrive Global has some of the same concepts uh, that we talked about in the episode today. I would love to hear your feedback on this topic. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Pretty Little Leader podcast. I'm your host, Ebony Wiley. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please take a few minutes to subscribe and leave a review at www.prettylittleleader.com. You can also access show notes and other show-related information on the website. Life is a journey, and I'm so happy that you joined today. Till next time.